What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Welcome everybody to episode 38 of What the Funk. Today we are talking about one of a, I think is maybe like a very underrated strategy in regards to gut health. And I know like the last few podcast episodes that we did were pretty in-depth, pretty heavy. So today we're going to keep things short, simple, and sweet, but still extremely, extremely effective for you in supporting your health. Now, you guys have heard me say time and time and again, gut health is going to be so, so paramount to supporting your body when it comes to autoimmune disease, when it comes to dealing with inflammation, to dealing with hormone balance, right? And there are some very simple things that we can do to support our gut health. And specifically today, we're talking in regards to walking for your gut health. This is a really very underrated strategy. And there's a few things that you need to know. One, we're going to be talking about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. So your sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight response. And that parasympathetic nervous system is rest and digest, which is going to be the opposite, right? Um, we're also going to be talking just a little bit about cortisol. We're also going to be talking just a little bit about digestion as well as blood sugar management and energy management. So we won't go too terribly like in the weeds with this. We're we're just going to make sure that you get the basics. So the first thing that you need to know is that, oh, and also steps in metabolism. So let's cover that first. So when we think about our metabolism and our metabolic rate, the thing that we need to understand is that your non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT, which is those little steps that your Apple watch or your Fitbit or whatever you're wearing are tracking. If you wear an aura ring, I love wearing my aura ring because I don't always like wearing my watch and it will track my steps for me on my hand, which is really, really nice. Is that your, your total daily energy expenditure Okay, or the amount of calories that your body is going to burn within a day is more impacted by your non-exercise activity than it is by your actual targeted exercise. There's about a 10% difference in how this impacts how many calories you're burning on a regular basis. Now, the thing that we know about metabolism is that it is adaptive. So assuming that you're fueling yourself well, if you start walking more, you're going to give your metabolism a bit of a boost. You're going to increase that the rate at which your body is burning calories which is super, super cool. Now, one thing that we can do to not only leverage steps, walking, things like that for your metabolic health and metabolic rate is also by leveraging it to support your stress response throughout the day. So um, one thing I really recommend people do, and this is actually something that I will put into protocol for clients, especially if we're dealing with a lot of adrenal adaptations um, and a lot of high stress that we're trying to mitigate is we'll have them implement 20 to 30 minutes of a low intensity fasted walk ideally in the morning or even at any other point in the day. It's ideally going to be in the morning, but at the end of the day, we want it done, not perfect, right? So some kind of walk at some point in the day is not only going to be super, super good for your mental health, but if you were able to leverage it first thing in the morning fasted, you're going to improve your body's ability to turn on the rest and digest or the parasympathetic nervous system more effectively as you deal with stressful scenarios throughout the day. Now, you guys have heard me talk about stress and how important stress management is and how we need to be proactive with stress management, okay? Because you're going to deal with stress 
whether or not you want to, right? You can't eliminate stressors from your life in their entirety. All you can do is stack the deck in your favor and create an environment in your body, which allows you to better mitigate the impact of those stressors. So that's key. So getting those fast morning walks in will help reduce that fight or flight response throughout the day, which is going to improve your threshold for stress. Okay. Now, how does this in tie into your gut health. Well, last week, you guys heard me talk about the gut brain axis. So if you are better managing your stress throughout the day, you're improving the relationship between your enteric nervous system, which is your digestive nervous system and your central nervous system, which is going to be the fight or flight response. You're going to create an environment that's more conducive to staying in rest and digest versus getting into fight or flight and staying in fight or flight and being unable to get out of it. This will improve your digestive health because if you are physically stressed or emotionally, mentally stressed, you will deal with probably some gut issues 99.9% of the time. Um, So this is why walking to manage stress can boost your digestive health and improve your digestive health. Okay. Which is super, super, again, underrated. Now, Elena, what if I can't get in a fasted walk first thing in the morning? What if the weather doesn't allow me to? What if I'll have access to is maybe like a, like a bike. Like for example, if it's like really cold or really hot where you live, um, I like have a lot of people have a lot of home gym equipment now, thanks to the panini that happened. Um, but one thing that I do is I have a little stationary bike in my house. It's actually portable. It like folds up and everything. Um, and sometimes if I can't squeeze in a walk, I will do 30 minutes of like low key fasted cycling, nothing that's going to get my heart rate up, right? Still just low intensity at about the pace that you would do walking something like that would also be a good alternative or even doing 20 minutes of yoga or Pilates first thing in the morning, something that's very, very restorative, doing yoga nidra even first thing in the morning, anything that's going to put your body in that state of rest and digest first thing in the morning, that's what your body is going to be able to get back into more easily throughout the day. So whether it's walks or whether it's some very light, other kind of low intensity, steady state activity for 20 to 30 minutes, first thing in the morning, that's going to benefit your stress levels, which is going to benefit your digestive health. Okay. Now let's talk about what about later in the day? Could you do these walks later in the day? Absolutely. A lot of times I don't have the opportunity to get a lift and a walk in first thing in the morning. And a lot of times I have to shift my, what would ideally be fasted morning walks into sometime in the evening. Now that's as beneficial because if I've been sitting all day working, right, I coach online. I'm spending anywhere from eight to 10 hours a day looking at a screen on my computer, looking at my phone, doing stuff for my business, right? I'm running my business. I'm working with my clients. I'm doing social media. I'm doing education. I have professional meetings that I attend for several hours a week um, with other coaches and other mentors and things that I'm constantly learning, right? Um, I like to sometimes do my walk in the evenings, especially if I have a really long work day. Like for example, on Tuesdays, they are my client check-in days. And so that's a very heavy work focused, very intense work day for me. So I like to do my more intense lifting workout, usually first thing in the morning. And then in the evening is when I will get in my walk. And that will also help me de-stress after a day sitting at my desk, staring at my screen. I probably maybe haven't gotten a plenty, like 
probably maybe like two or 3000 steps in throughout the day at that point in time, unless I'm intentionally taking breaks to get up and walk around, which I usually will set a timer. Um, although lately I've just had to, there's been, I've had a lot of projects that I've been working on behind the scenes. And so I've just been sort of sitting and getting all my work done and when sitting and then doing my walks later in the day. Um, but you can also leverage these walks throughout the day. For example, if you have a job where you work at a desk and you know, you have breaks in throughout the day, do a lap around your building. Um, if you work from home, take a lap around your house or around the block in your neighborhood. If the weather is going to permit right right now in Arizona, it's been like 110, 113 degrees outside. So like walking around in the middle of the day, isn't great. But sometimes what I will do is I will like get up from my desk and I will like just pace around my house while I like listen to an audiobook, And that's when maybe I'll put away a load of laundry or like I'll do the dishes or something like that. Um, and that allows me to get a little bit more movement in while taking those breaks and getting up and doing those walks helps reduce stress. Okay. Walking is so, so underrated. Um, and it's an amazing thing to do. So now another thing we can do in relation to digestion is walking after a meal. So you said, Hey, why don't I get a walk in throughout the day? Maybe after you have your lunch or your dinner, you go for a short 10 to 15 minute walk after your meal. Well, how does this help your digestive management? Well, taking a walk after a meal is going to improve your body's insulin response and your blood sugar management. This is not only going to give you more energy, you're going to be more effective at energy management and responding to blood sugar. This is especially going to be relevant for you if you deal with any kind of insulin resistance or you were diabetic. Going for that low intensity walk after meal is going to improve your body's ability to respond to food by addressing blood glucose levels that have come up from eating and shuttle those nutrients and that energy storage into the right places in a more effective way, which is going to one, improve your energy Two, it's probably going to mean that you're going to be less sleepy after you eat meals. And this can have the added bonus of reducing cravings later on in the day, because a lot of times cravings, especially later on in the day are usually an energy management issue or an energy management response, because maybe you haven't had balanced meals throughout the day. This happens a lot of times when people like wake up. Now I I'm going to be doing a podcast on uh, your hunger signals suck and they're lying your body is lying to you because a lot of times people are like, well, I'm not hungry in the morning, so I don't eat. And then they don't prioritize really eating nutrient dense foods during the first half of the day. And then the later half of the day comes and they're starving, but they're not just starving. They're craving really highly palatable foods that don't offer a lot of nutrient dense options. Now, don't get me wrong. I have chocolate every single day in some way, shape or form that's just a non-negotiable in my life. It's coming in the form of ice cream. Maybe it's coming in the form of a chocolate bar. It's coming in the form of maybe a gluten-free chocolate cupcake, but it's coming into my life. It doesn't have an option, but the majority of my foods throughout the day, just to give you kind of example of like what my day looks like kind of currently is I'm eating like caramel rice cakes before I go to the gym or go for a workout. And then post workout, I'm making a smoothie that's got some pineapple, some blueberries, some spinach. We're doing some hemp hearts in there. We're adding in some protein. Um, and sometimes I'll do like a second smoothie later on in the day because I, it's just, I don't have a huge appetite if I'm being completely honest, um, and I'm eating right now around 2000 calories a day, and that feels like a lot of food for me. So getting in like a smoothie in the morning and a smoothie at night is also an added benefit for me to add in some extra fruit and some extra greens. Cause I'll dump some spinach in there or some kale or some romaine lettuce into that on top of like doing the hemp hearts or flax seeds. And then my meals in the middle of the day are looking like I'm doing like wraps with like 
their gluten-free cassava flour wraps with like a shredded meat and like avocado, tons of lettuce, some like salsa or green sauce or something like that. Or I'm doing span or rice, rice and bowls with salmon and seaweed and avocado. I'm loving avocado these days, avocado and like, um, sriracha mayo, or I'm doing like, um, eggs, egg whites, some spinach with some garlic. Don't knock it till you try it. Um, if you can do FODMAPs and you want to put some garlic and spinach in your eggs, I promise you it's not as weird weird as it sounds. Um, and I'm doing like potatoes tossed in olive oil and air fried, like also in addition to all of that. And then I'm also having like chocolate ice cream after my dinner. Like that's like what a normal day looks like for me. Um, one thing I also love is I always try to leave a little room for chips of some kind. Cause I really love chips and my favorite potato chips are the like Cape Cod kettle cooked potato chips. Those are so, so stinking good. So sometimes I'll put some of those like on the side of my, um, on the side of like my wraps, or if I do a salad, I might add some chips in my salad. Oh, I've been doing big ass salads with like grilled chicken, um, and gluten-free croutons and they are so good. Like gluten-free croutons. I'm so glad that those exist because croutons honestly are life when it comes to a salad. So for example, uh, so I'm, I'm working hard to get all those nutrients in throughout the day. Now here's the thing. I'm not hungry really first thing in the morning. Like I'm just not sometimes. Um, and I know, for me, that's like, I know my body needs to eat anyway, because a lot of times I wake up and I'm sort of already in this state of stress. And that has to do with my ADHD and my executive function and just things that I'm learning about my brain, where I almost wake up kind of in a fight or flight mode. And I have to really work to get myself out of there, which is why I like to exercise first thing in the morning, because again, that helps me manage my stress throughout the day. But then what I will do, especially after dinner, if I'm doing my evening, I will take a walk around my neighborhood in the evening after I've eaten dinner. Now it's still a hundred degrees outside or more, but at least the sun has gone down and it's not the hottest part of the day. Like it's 10 or 15 degrees cooler than it was at the middle of the day at like one or two o'clock. And so I will do a walk on like 10 or 15 minutes after I finish dinner, go outside, walk for 20 minutes. And that's going to help my blood sugar management and my energy management throughout the day, um, which is really, really awesome. So those are my two biggest recommendations when it comes to it. Now, here's the deal is a lot of people will hyperfixate on like the steps throughout the day. Um, and while tracking steps, I'm currently monitoring my step count on a daily basis right now. For me personally, it's just what fits into my life right now is that a lot of people will hyperfixate on the steps and it becomes then a source of stress for an individual. And a lot of people too, sometimes they don't feel the need. They don't find it valuable to invest financial resources into something like a step tracker or an activity tracker. And that's totally fine. So what I would say is if you know that you can tend to create an unhealthy relationship with the data, I would focus on the behavior, right? Just focus on, can I check off a walk on a daily basis? Can I get in one specific block of time where I can go for a walk during this day? Um, can I maybe go for two smaller walks throughout the day? Is that going to be my goal? Okay. But the bottom line is be flexible with when and how you implement those strategies. So sometimes tracking steps is the right answer for some individuals. And sometimes just focusing on the behavior is the right move for those individuals. And so these are my two favorite strategies for utilizing 
walking to support digestive health. If you enjoy this episode, because I promise this one would be short and sweet because I know the last ones were very, very kind of like heavy and in-depth. And so I am aiming to keep this one short, sweet, to the point and effective that you can implement tomorrow. If you enjoyed this, please screenshot, share it on your stories, tag me, DM me. And if you have any questions, again, my DMs are always open at elena.m.fit. Thank you guys so much. And I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into the What The Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time. Just a quick disclaimer for the information found in the What the Funk podcast. I am not a licensed medical professional, mental health professional, or registered dietitian. The advice and recommendations given out on this channel and on this podcast are not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition or mental health condition. If you do think you have a medical condition, please speak with your medical provider. Please consult your medical provider before implementing any kind of supplement regimen or exercise regimen or nutrition regimen into your lifestyle, as well as be aware that listening to this podcast does not constitute a coach-client relationship. Thank you guys so much.